Welcome to The Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is afraid to talk about. This is episode 192 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. Coming up, there's new evidence Biden and company are really trying to destroy this country from the inside out. One commentator on Fox News that I know of is talking about it, and yet there is hope. It's all in this episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. Now, just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to mention. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We are unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. Okay, election night 2020. My wife and I were watching Fox News, as were millions of other Americans. We were... Very upset that Brett Baer and company called Arizona almost immediately for Biden and waited days to call Florida. Very upset. We went to bed late. Trump was leading, comfortable lead in all the swing states. Woke up the next morning and Biden had a comfortable lead in all the swing states. The fix was in. And Fox, Fox News played along, by and large. That next Saturday morning, Fox News called the election for Biden before CNN or MSNBC did. And Rupert Murdoch's daughter-in-law went on Twitter and said, we did it. Sandra Smith on Fox News had a guest on, on that Saturday morning after they called it who insisted that just because Fox News called an election for Biden didn't mean that he had won. Sandra Smith, on camera, was very upset about it. So, overnight, Fox News lost half of its viewership, and it has been trying to claw back to the kind of ratings that it enjoyed before election 2020. Their highest-rated show before the election was Tucker Carlson, and even after the network lost half of its viewers, Tucker was still the highest-rated show. A few months back, Tucker did a three-part series on Fox Nation examining and exposing a lot of the irregularities and questions about the 2020 presidential election. It was reported in the mainstream media that the two highest-profile liberals at Fox News, Brett Baer and Chris Wallace, went all the way to the top to the CEO of Fox News to complain 
about Tucker Carlson's three-part series on Fox Nation examining and exposing a lot of the irregularities about the 2020 presidential election. So there are a lot of people who stopped watching Fox News entirely. And there's some people who have come back to watch Tucker. Now, because of what I do for a living, I have to glance at Fox News at different times of the day or night because it's part of my preparing for the show. But I'm here to tell you that Tucker Carlson and his program, Early Evenings on Fox News, is head and shoulders above what goes on the rest of the day and night. I haven't seen Tucker Carlson refer to men who claim to be women as women. I have seen him point out a lot of problems with Joe Biden that nobody else on that network seems to want to deal with. I've seen him point out what a sellout people like United States Senator Lindsey Graham is right before handing the baton to Sean Hannity, who always pretends like Lindsey Graham is a conservative and never asks him a tough question. So, you know, Tucker is the one guy on Fox News who I think really stands up and tells the truth. So, let's see, I've got, I've got, um, I have so many audio sound bites open, but I've, I've got Tucker's monologue from Monday night, July 11th. And I want to share that with you because, well, a part of it, part of, not the whole monologue, but um, I need to I need to share it with you because I know that a lot of the people who listen to my show has sworn off Fox News, and I don't blame you. My wife and I swore off Fox News for quite a while. But Tucker is a cut above. You know, I mean, uh, he doesn't go along with the Ukraine propaganda. Look, Putin is horrible, but that doesn't mean that the whole Ukraine situation is not a huge money laundering deal for Biden and his cronies. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling you. So, like I say, I, I I would be remiss in my duty if I didn't share with you part of Tucker's monologue from Monday evening, July 11th. And I just, 
I just believe it's my duty to share it with you and to encourage you, to encourage you that here's a guy who is trying to hold the Biden regime accountable. Tucker Carlson making the case on his uh, part of his monologue from Monday, July 11th, 2022, that Biden, Joe and Hunter, are trying to sell this country out to China. But for the rest of us, that's not the real story. The real story is that the Biden family was getting rich from business with our enemies. They were selling access to the U.S. government to China. And that is a crime. It's certainly a moral crime. As recently as 2020, Joe Biden denied that he or his family had made any money from China. Watch this. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had, the only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. Okay, when he says this guy, he's pointing to Trump because it was the one of the debates in the fall of 2020. Now, this goes back to what I've said. Remember and remember well. It all rolls downhill. So the vetting process to hire anybody to work for the Biden regime was, look, you have to be ready, willing, and able to lie without skipping a beat. That's what will be required of you, just like the big guy, just like Dementia Joe. All right, here's Tucker. So you spend so much time noting Joe Biden's creeping senility that you can overlook the fact that in his lucid moments, he's a liar, just flat-out liar. That's a lie. In fact, it's a lie so obvious, even the Washington Post, which has carried water for Biden since the very beginning, had to correct it. I don't think you're going to hear Brett Baer talk like this, do you? According to the Washington Post, quote, over the course of 14 months, the Chinese energy conglomerate, that would be CEFC, and its executives paid $4.8 million to entities controlled by Hunter Biden and his uncle. That would be Jimmy Biden, the former nightclub owner. Are these guys experts on energy? What are they experts on? Nothing. Leveraging the U.S. government for personal profit. That's it. And it's not just CEFC that funded the Bidens. In all, Hunter Biden made more than $30 million from entities affiliated with China's communist government. Hunter Biden's biggest deal with China involved a Chinese investment fund called Bohai Harvest RST, or BHR. In December of 2013, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden flew to Beijing. It was a government trip on a government plane. And that's when Hunter introduced his father to a BHR executive. Again, that's a flat-out violation of law. You can't take Air Force Two to China to lobby on behalf of the Chinese government, your own father. Full-on crime. So, you know, it's easy to say, well, Merrick Garland isn't going to prosecute these things because he's Biden's guy. He's Biden's attorney general. He's totally politicized the Justice Department. He'll never hold them accountable. Okay, fine. But why didn't William Barr? Trump's attorney general, why didn't he hold him accountable? You telling me the FBI 
had Hunter's laptop since December 2019, since December 2019, and Barr didn't know what was up. Hmm? Here's more. The Bidens denied it, but Hunter eventually took a 10% stake in that company, a stake worth about $20 million. Then a Chinese company called Harvest Global wired another $5 million to another company controlled by Hunter Biden, this one called Burnham Asset Management. He's got more companies than your average mafia, Don. According to the Washington Free Beacon, Hunter Biden, quote, reached out directly to the firm's chairman and said the investment, and we're quoting, would be important to the Biden family. Biden family, including his dad, the vice president of the United States. No excuse, DOJ under Trump didn't prosecute these things. No excuse. Look at you, Bill Barr. Tucker's killing it here. Here's more. So what's in it for Harvest Global? Well, per the Free Beacon quote, Biden put together a financial proposal for Burnham to pitch to Harvest that promised, quote, Washington, D.C. access for investors. They're selling influence, selling influence with the U.S. government. Again, not to Belgium, not to Swaziland, to China, the country that has the United States in its sights. They want to displace us as the leader of the world, and they will be cruel masters if they're ever able to do that. You've probably thought about that. It's true. If China is ever able to displace us, they will be cruel masters. They're uh, buying up a lot of farmland in the United States. Anyway, I mean, by the end of today's show, I do plan to leave you with some hope, but I just can't smooth over what's going on and pretend like it's not going on, which is why I'm sharing with you part of Hunter, uh, part of Tucker Carlson's monologue from Monday night, July 11th, and urging you, whenever possible, to catch his show. Maybe not anything else on Fox News, but catch Tucker. Hunter Biden also co-founded a firm famously called Rosemont Realty. This is a good one. Rosemont Realty owns commercial buildings all over the United States. Now, a Hong Kong-based firm called Gemini Investments later snapped up Rosemont Realty. Gemini was controlled at the time by Sino Ocean Land. That was chaired by the head of China Ocean Shipping Corporation, or Costco. As Peter Schweitzer reported, quote, Japanese government agencies report that, quote, Chinese intelligence services are closely linked to Costco. Well, of Okay, now when my wife heard this, she's like, Costco? I'm like, hang on, wait a minute. It's not C-O-S-T-C-O, the store that we go to. It's C-O-S-C-O with no T. China Ocean Shipping Company Limited. And we both breathed a sigh of relief. But it sounds the same because you, 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 you tend to not really put much emphasis on the T in Costco, the uh, big box store. Anyway, here's more from Tucker. Of course they are, and that's true of all big Chinese companies. It's not like the United States. They don't have independent big businesses in China. They're all arms of the Chinese government. Now, China's president, Xi Jinping, has called Costco, and we're quoting, the dragon's head for China. What did Hunter Biden make for doing this? About 180 grand. Now, we know about most of this because of reporting from Hunter Biden's laptop, which now everyone admits is authentic. 
But for more than a year, you were not allowed to talk about the story. And now maybe you understand why. It wasn't protecting the feelings of Hunter Biden's family or making fun of his drug addiction or seeing pictures of him with M&M stacked on his private parts. Yeah, whatever. It was about China. And that's why the media portrayed it at the time as a conspiracy theory. Why? He says the media portrayed it at the time as a conspiracy theory. Now watch. And he's going to have a bunch of talking heads from MSNBC and CNN. When you look at this uh, computer uh, store owner in Delaware who allegedly received Hunter Biden's laptop, that is more in line with when you think about somebody who's a useful idiot. That's kind of the entry point that is kind of, again, a classic indicator of the potential uh, presence of disinformation. That was the liar Peter Strzok of FBI. Remember him? All right. Right-wing media has been focused on Hunter Biden, this laptop uh, that intelligence officials have warned or is likely Russian disinformation. Law enforcement is actively investigating whether the alleged Hunter Biden emails are linked to any foreign intel ops. The story is preposterous. So we're supposed to believe that Hunter Biden in a drunken super dropped off his laptop in, I guess, apparently QAnon repair office. He did. He did. MSNBC, CNN, tried to uh, cover it up, try to carry water, but it's all true. Here's Tucker. <laughs> so again, having been a rich country for over 100 years, Americans are not trained to think in geopolitical terms. We're not trained to think in terms of which country is more powerful than which other country. Who makes the decisions? Who's in charge? That's the way China thinks of everything. And so this story intersects with the single biggest story taking place generationally in the world. And that's the rise of China and the decline of the United States. And the Biden family participated directly in that shift of power from the United States to China. Now, in 100 years, this will all be very, very obvious. But in the meantime, do not be distracted. This is not about Hunter Biden arguing with a hooker about how much crack is on the scale. This is about our leaders, the Biden family, and not just the Biden family, selling out America, including its most precious assets, to the Chinese government. And that's why you should watch Hunter, uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News every night. Nobody else on television, I don't think, at least on Fox News, is going to give it to you straight like that. I just uh, I thought it was my duty to, to, to share that with you. Okay? Dementia Joe, Dementia Joe. He has trouble talking. Did you know that? In all 50 states in the District of Columbia. All 50 states in the District of Columbia? In all 50 states in the District of Columbia. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. Here he's talking about the uh, the made-up story of the uh, 10-year-old pregnant girl who had to go from Ohio to Indiana to get the abortion. We talked about it on an earlier episode of the Doc Washburn Show. The story was made up by an abortionist in Indiana. But um, 
Instead of saying terminate the pregnancy, Dementia Joe said to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. He said terminate the presidency, not the pregnancy. Did you catch that? To seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. Maybe he shouldn't have gone with this uh, made-up story. Yeah. When tens of millions of women vote this year, fastest way to restore woe, Roe. Oh, the fastest way to restore woe. Oh, Roe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw the Ron Burgundy movie. But a running gag in this uh, Will Ferrell movie about an anchorman, Ron Burgundy, is that if you um, if you put an instruction on the teleprompter, he'll read it as if it is a script, part of the script. And it's a running gag in the Anchorman movie with Ron Burgundy. The Will Ferrell character. You can't put an instruction on the teleprompter. He'll read it as part of the script. Guess who else does that? It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. That's another way of saying you, the women of America, can determine the outcome of this issue. He has no idea what he's reading. He has no idea what he's reading. And the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. End of quote. Repeat the line. See, that was the instruction. That's what he was supposed to do. Instead of saying, end of quote, he was supposed to repeat the line with emphasis. Got it? Yeah, I know you got it, but he sure didn't. And the pained expression, the pained expression of Kamala Harris trying not to crack up when he does stuff like that. This is the first use of a weapon to murder someone in in Japan. So, really, the assassination of Shinzo Abe was the first use of a weapon to murder somebody in Japan. I'm pretty sure that's not true. See, because knives are weapons, swords are weapons. Got it? I mean, he has no idea. He has no idea. I'm just telling you. Um, I've got more. And I do have hope for you also. But uh, I just want to say thank you so much to our friends and our advertisers for making it possible for us to do what we do here on the Doc Washburn Show. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. 
That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom, the dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, redriveryourway.com. You will be glad you did. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right, thanks once again to our friends and advertisers, Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones and Mitch Ward at RedRiverYourWay.com. Appreciate y'all. So uh, Neil Cavuto has a show on in the middle of the afternoon, weekdays. Monday he was talking about the um, the economy and um, the fact that it had been in bad shape since uh, COVID, not the Biden inflation. No, we're going to, we're going to blame the whole thing on COVID. Okay. I see Neil. 
Right. Now, again, U.S. Congressman Thomas Massey, Kentucky, warned with the COVID bailouts that did start while Trump was still president that this was going to lead to inflation. But, again, Neil Cavuto wants to put it all on the pandemic, not on the fact that Biden has made stuff much worse since he took over. <clears throat> now, pardon me. Uh, there's a guy that goes by uh, Techno Fog over there on the um, the Substack, and he is always, always very sharp. And so I want to share with you his latest screed entitled Biden's Mental Decay. Technofog over on Substack.com. He says the president of the sole global superpower is confounded by a teleprompter. He says the commander-in-chief of the most powerful military in the world with over 700 military, I guess 700,000 military spanning the globe and nearly 4,000 nuclear warheads can barely make it through public appearances. He would not pass a driver's test, unable to distinguish between a pedestrian or a stop sign. But he has his finger on the nuclear trigger. Just this week, he was defeated yet again by text on a screen. End of quote. Repeat the line. Got it? Here it is again. Power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Kamala Harris and his Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra behind him just both look pained. They just both look pained. Technofog continues, though. Then there was a cover-up. One can imagine the emergency meeting of White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre and company. They're already dealing with record inflation, a tanking stock market, and the economy on the verge of recession. By the way, tanking stock market, did you realize that the first half of this year, the stock market did worse than it had done in 150 years? Yeah. So, Technofog continues, what do they say to that? Record inflation, tanking stock market, and the economy on the verge of a recession. What do they say to that? They claim, they, including White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, they claim the U.S. is stronger economically than we have been in history. Which, of course, is the exact opposite of the truth, and they know it. And now they're left with this mess to clean up. They're probably thankful in a way. Another Biden public screw-up is a welcome relief compared to addressing formula shortages. They've handled his gaffes before. To to the rescue was Assistant White House Press Secretary Emily Simmons to cover for her boss. 
She falsified Biden's statement, begging the public to ignore the words coming from Biden's mouth. She said, no, he said, let me repeat that line. Again, I'm telling you, they all get paid to lie. The official White House website has doubled down on the denial of reality, making up words that were never said to protect this man who may not be able to remember what he had for breakfast. On the official White House website, the transcript says, let me repeat the line. That's not what he said. They know that's not what he said. You know that's not what he said. This isn't Biden's first public embarrassment, and it certainly won't be his last. Those who have been paying close attention know they're a regular occurrence. There will be another one in a few days. His public appearances are, for the most part, heavily scripted and before a friendly audience. Say a few words and talk to some folks before making an exit. And Biden is not up to the challenge. He's vanquished by the easiest parts of his job. There was a time he tried to shake thin air after a speech and walked off stage bewildered, unsure of where to go. There was nobody there with a hand to shake. He's trying to shake thin air. Or recall his fumbled introduction of Judge Katanji Jackson, who, by the way, Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, the other day, put out a statement calling her <laughs> Katajni Jackson. Anyway, Biden, remember when he, when he said America is a nation that can be defined in a single word, and then he couldn't say what the single word was? Do you remember that? Let me see if I can find that one. It can be defined in a single word. Here we go. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a foot. That doesn't sound like a word. Excuse me, the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping traveling with him. And that's who traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. And, uh, Do you get that? America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. What was that word? He doesn't know. He probably has no idea that he goofed it up. This guy, man, this guy. But it's like Hunter said earlier, yeah, he's got dementia, but in his lucid moments, he's quite the liar. He's quite the liar. Anyway, uh, back to Substack, Technofog Substack. He says, and when he was rescued from questions on foreign policy, by the Easter Bunny. 
Yeah, this was last year. This was last year. Sky TV, news network in Australia, did a whole segment on Biden at an Easter egg role at the White House making the stake of trying to talk to some folks casually about foreign affairs. And a White House staffer in an Easter Bunny suit came over and basically dragged him away. I've got to play this uh, bit of vision out of the White House, uh, the annual Easter egg roll. President Biden, his wife Jill, had lots of guests, children, etc., on the South Lawns. But an Easter bunny drew all the intention, attention. Let's have a listen. I'll get a quick comment, quick comment from both of you, but uh, he was having a discussion about foreign policy. The rabbit had to run interference. Andrew Stein, uh, it's got to the point we have to have a conversation about his mental ability. I believe we do, and I believe this is part of a much bigger problem with a sort of normalcy bias. We think things are just more or less carrying on the same way they previously have in places like America now, but I think Mm. not only with what's going on with Joe Biden, but in a whole lot of other ways, things are very, very different from the way things normally have been, and it really needs to be addressed. It has major implications for Australia. And Jennifer, the world's never been more dangerous. No, it hasn't. And look, if only the Easter Bunny was there uh, to stop the Taliban um, overrunning Afghanistan, thanks to Joe Biden's botched withdrawal. That would have been great. That would have been an Easter miracle. So, media in other parts of the world are making fun of Biden. And of course, he deserves it. Again, as Tucker says, even... Yeah, he's got dementia, but even in, in, in lucid moments, he is such a liar. Back to Technofog's Substack article. And when Biden checked his notes to answer a question about Russia in a staged appearance at a general store. Do you remember that? So a woman behind the counter... This is a while back. I'm trying to remember if it was last year or if it was before he even took office. But a woman behind the counter is asking him about a uh, a computer hack that they thought might have been something the Russians did. And he's trying to answer the question, and he finally has to pull out a note card because he can't remember what he's supposed to say. Again, trying to act like he's actually in charge when he's really not. And the analogy, of course, is the people in the old fairy tale about the emperor who wore no clothes. Everybody pretended that he did. So here's the way that one went down. Uh, with the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this this means We're not that... sure it's the Russians. Okay. I spot gunned them. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. That's why I was late getting off the plane. I got a brief and uh, 
shape to talk to you about it. I'll tell you what they sent me. He is fumbling here. Uh, that, uh, the idea, first of all, we're not sure who it is for certain. And what I did, I directed the full resources of the, of the government to assist in a response if we determine what else you need. Oh, nothing. You're all set. Okay. And um, uh, the fact is that uh, I directed the intelligence community to give me a deep dive on what's happened, and I'll know better uh, tomorrow. And if it is, uh, either with the knowledge of and or Oh, he directed the intelligence community to do something. No, he didn't. He had to read off a note card what he was supposed to say. They told them, now you got to say you directed the intelligence community to do a deep dive. That's that's what you're going to need to say. Okay. Fumbling. Fumbling. All right, back to uh, Technofog's Substack article entitled Biden's Mental Decay. Pardon me. He says apparently he goes nowhere without the paper crutch prepared by his handlers. Issues relating to Russia, from the war in Ukraine to the expansion of NATO, etc., are certainly briefed to Biden on a daily basis, and his memory is so bad, his intellect is so defeated that he cannot recall his constant briefing. If you need further proof of his mental state, there's this cheat sheet where he is instructed on how and when to enter the room and leave the room. And they got a picture. He's holding it in his hand, showing the press and the cameraman, the photographers, the side they're not supposed to see. Things like you enter the Roosevelt Room and say hello to participants. You take your seat. Press enters. You give brief comments, two minutes. Press departs. You ask Liz Schuler, President AFL-CIO, a question. Note, Liz is joining virtually. You thank participants. You depart. And every time the word you is in there, it's in bold. The troubling thing is that most of the presidency is off script. How do you address inflation and families being priced out of groceries when you struggle through a press conference, how do you formulate a strategy about China or Russia when you rely on a cheat sheet for a five-minute meeting? Make no mistake, Biden's senility is one of the biggest stories in the world. The media's silence on this matter is telling. Never before. 
has the press tried so hard to ignore so big a story? I venture this is bigger than Hunter's laptop. As they're afraid of what a correct assessment of Biden's facilities might reveal. Ask whether dementia in chief is a threat to national security or economic recovery. Also revealing is the media's attempts to explain away or otherwise repackage Biden's mental and physical deficiencies. Peter Baker, writing for the New York Times, says Biden's age has increasingly become an uncomfortable issue for him, his team, and his party. Of course, Biden's age isn't the issue per se. It's Biden's mind. Age is just the New York Times' way of being polite, of serving the Biden administration. To make matters worse, there was the unbelievable uniform reporting of Biden's competence by those interviewed by Baker. Here's a quote. Uh, that, that is a quote from the New York Times story by Peter Baker. It says, in interviews, some sanctioned by the White House and some not, more than a dozen current and former senior officials and advisors uniformly repeated, pardon me, uniformly reported that Mr. Biden remained intellectually engaged, asking smart questions at meetings, grilling aides on points of dispute, calling them late at night, picking out that weak point on page 14 of a memo, and rewriting speeches like his abortion remarks on Friday right up until the last minute. Unquote. Now, those comments by Biden's closest advisors and Democrat officials are certainly contrasted by how they treat Biden. And Peter Baker, New York Times, unfortunately, makes no effort to push back on that point. As Baker concedes, quote, he stays out of public view at night and has taken part in fewer than half as many news conferences or interviews as recent predecessors, unquote. Hmm. Out of public view at night. Could it be because Biden struggles with sundowning, which causes confusion, aggression, anxiety, and depression? Peter Baker, New York Times, won't ask. But um, Technofog links to an article from the Mayo Clinic about sundowning, late-day confusion. It's a thing. It's a real thing. But Peter Baker is, over the New York Times, is carrying water for the Biden regime. Technofog says... Um, but if you have any concerns about Biden's health or acuity, don't worry. The New York Times has found experts that, quote, put Mr. Biden in a category of super-agers who remain unusually fit as they advance in years, unquote. Sadly, Peter Baker, New York Times, doesn't challenge that conclusion either. And what an easy challenge it would have been. There's the old cliche that journalists must speak truth to power. As Noam Chomsky once observed, speaking truth to power is pointless because the powerful already know the truth. Better to speak truth to the powerless. As to Biden's age-related failures, dare I say, dementia, the press has chosen to avoid speaking the truth to the power and the powerless. How much it matters is another story. This is likely a one-term president 
and the public is seeing Biden's real-time deterioration for themselves. But if the press is willing to cover up Biden's dementia, then what other stories? What other stories are they euthanizing? Now, that takes me back to a guy named David Burge, who calls himself the Iowa Hawk blog out there on Twitter. That takes me back, the idea of what other stories are they euthanizing. David Burge, Iowa Hawk blog, once said, quite tellingly, journalism is the process of covering stories with a pillow until they stop moving. It's funny because it's true. Funny because it's true. I've, I've got some more. I've got some more on Dementia Joe recently. I have a message, Mr. President, for women who were protesting outside the White House yesterday. Yes, keep protesting um, because keep making your point. It's critically important. We can do a lot of things to accommodate the rights of women. In the meantime, but fundamentally, the only thing that's going to change this is if we have a national law that reinstates Roe v. Wade. It's been several weeks since there was an assassination attempt on U.S. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh and Dementia Joe has yet to condemn that attempt. It is against federal law and the state law of Maryland and Virginia to protest Supreme Court justices because it's against the law to try to influence them to make a decision one way or another. Even if the protest is nonviolent, it's still against federal law. It's still against state law in Virginia and Maryland. Unfortunately, the Republican governors of Virginia and Maryland have not instructed the state police to arrest nonviolent protesters outside the homes of conservative Supreme Court justices. Governor Youngkin of Virginia, and I think maybe Governor Hogan of Maryland, implored the Attorney General of the United States to have federal agents arrest the protesters for breaking federal law. He's not going to do it. This White House encourages encourages lawmaker uh, uh, encourages the um, lawless protest to continue, but the uh, the least the least the governors of Virginia and Maryland can do would be to arrest have the uh, protesters arrested for breaking state laws. 
You remember when uh, Joe Biden said this a while back? You know, my dad had an expression. He used to say, you know your success as a parent when you turn and look at your child and realize they turned out better than you. You think Hunter turned out better than Joe? I mean, drug-addicted kind of guy who's videotaping everything he does. Boy, Joe Biden's dad had a lot of sayings. Remember the time that um, Joe Biden said when he was in, when he and his dad were walking down the street one day, he was a little boy in the early 50s, saw two men holding hands, public display of affection. And his dad in the early 50s said, Joey, that's just uh, two people who love each other. Yeah, like that happened in the early 50s. He tells some whoppers. Now, you've heard about the leak of a lot of Hunter Biden stuff from apparently from the iCloud, the iCloud, which I think over 40 different devices, phones, computers, laptops, iPads were, were linked to. Um, I'm sure you've heard about it. Well, Biden was talking today, and a heckler brought it up. Have you heard about that? See, one of the things you try to do here is share stuff with you you're not hearing anywhere else. Check it out. I'm dealing with gun violence. What do you think about Hunter? Because make no mistake. Sit down, you'll hear what I have to say. What do you think think about Hunter, your son? There's a video of him arguing with a cooker about how much crack he has. What do you think about that, Mr. President? Okay. Because make no mistake about it. The heckler says, what do you think about the video that's out there of Hunter arguing with a, a prostitute about how much crack they have? What do you think about that? See, the liberals say Hunter's a private citizen. Hunter's not running for office. Yeah, but Hunter is using his father to make millions from one of our enemies, China. You know? That's a problem. Here's another problem. Dementia Joe from last December. Now we look at 2022. I want to tell my Republican friends, get ready, Val. You're going in for a problem. Really? What, runaway inflation? That's a problem. Did you hear what Jill did? Jill Biden, the brilliant Dr. Jill Biden, was given a speech in San Antonio Monday. But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx. Whoa, Bogodas. It's Bodega. 
she, is she as stupid as Kamala? Bodega. It's like a convenience store. New York City and a lot of uh, uh, Hispanic countries. Places like Peru. The, the Bogodas of New York? Really? How hard is it if you have a doctorate in education to read the word B-O-D-E-G-A and pronounce it bodega instead of flipping the G and the D and saying bogoda. As distinct as the bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami. It's just pathetic. And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> Is your strength. She just compared human beings to breakfast tacos. A few people applauded, but not many. Not many. See, if a Republican did that, it would be headline news all over everything. But they get a pass because they're Democrats. They get a pass. Do you remember July 8th of last year? Biden was asked a question about uh, Afghanistan. Is the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. He's never held accountable for his lies. He is never held accountable for his lies. It was true. The intelligence community did predict that the Afghan government was going to fold like a cheap suit, and they did one month to the day from when he said these things. He's never held accountable. And yet there is hope. And I'm going to give you some hope here. In... in in mere moments. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. 
Justice team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton makes sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. And I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thank you once again to our friends and advertisers, Drs. J.R. and Tanya Crabtree at Arkansas Cervical Center, my doctors. And Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton, my attorney. We appreciate these folks. Appreciate them a whole lot for making it possible for us to do what we do. So, I, uh, I don't want to continuously be the bearer of bad news and not leave you with any hope. I'm really good at being the bearer of bad news. I have years, decades of experience in being the bearer of bad news. And yet, as I was preparing for the program, I came across, came across a a clip that's less than 20 seconds long by a fellow named Alistair Begg. Now, I know that some of the people listening to me have heard of him, and some of the people listening to me have not heard of him. Alistair Begg was born 70 years ago in Glasgow, Scotland. 
and he has been senior pastor of Parkside Church in Cleveland, Ohio, since 1983. Please take this seriously. Here he is. All the events of our world, big ones, small ones, events which appear absurd, meaningless, unthinkably painful, are under God's sovereign control. All right, now you may be saying, well, where on earth did he get that idea? Let me help you. From, among other places, the eighth chapter of the book of Romans, Paul's letter to the church at Rome. In it, he says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, and those whom he predestined he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, 
or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, as it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is uh, the Apostle Paul from the 8th chapter of his letter to the church at Rome. It's called Romans in the Bible. So I, I, I would not leave you without hope. I once heard someone say, I've read the end of the book, and I know who wins. the end of the book, talking about the Bible. So I would not leave you without hope. So, having said all that, it is always a wonderful, wonderful time of the program when I can say, Okay, hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by Red River Your Way. RedRiverYourWay.com, big old car dealership in the middle of the United States of America that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to. Online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States. Today's tweet of the day is from Dr. Chris Held, K-R-I-S-H-E-L-D, Dr. Chris Held. And this is what her tweet of the day says. Dear merciful and almighty God of love and miracles, please restore the mental capacity and moral code of our president and our people embolden us to overcome fear and lies, embolden us to see and fight for truth. Forgive us, strengthen us, save us. Amen. That is today's tweet of the day. You've been listening to episode 192 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, The Views and Opinions. Expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier the Tenth, and that's the way it is. Tuesday, July twelfth, twenty twenty-two.